Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Monday, Monday, March 25th. I usually do shows on Monday. March 25th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, in for Justin Klein today. He will be doing my show tomorrow. Uh, thank you for joining me, and I hope you will also call with any financial questions you might have. Investing, financial questions, anything along that lines, and I'll, help, I'll try to help you out. Now, here in Talk and at KPP Financial, of course, we implement the philosophy of independent thinking. It's a shared success, and that means I share your success by investing in the same exact uh, equities as you do at the same price, same time, with my own personal money. In every one of our programs. That's what that means. So, and we're all working toward financial freedom. That's the goal. That's the goal of everybody. So, well, maybe not everybody. Those who already reached it, that, that is no longer a goal for them. But it is for the majority of us. And today, this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you get to there. Get to that point. Get to financial freedom. So, and we do that by, I talk about the market, the economy, what's going on in the world, as well as answer any of your questions. So, you can call right now. We're live, 888-99-CHART. And you got to remember to save this date. I'll be back in San Jose on March 1st, March 1st, no, I'm sorry, March, May 1st, May 1st, since March 1st passed, <laughs> I'll be there May 1st. And uh, so, if you want a, a free portfolio review and talk about financial, anything financial, I'll be happy to meet with you and talk about it. So, um, again, that's be May 1st. And you go to investtalk.com to register. Send me an email. Ask the question. Now, with the iPhone sputtering, Apple is betting on the future of TV and news. Did you see that? The big announcement today, Apple Today announced Apple Card, a, a credit card. Uh, they claim it will be an innovative new kind of credit card. Well, we will see, won't we? According to the company, Apple Card transforms the entire credit card experience by simplifying the application process. Huh? How does that make that uh, transforming? By simplifying the application process, eliminating fees, encouraging customers, encouraging customers to pay less interest. It also provides, Apple says, a new level of privacy and security. They're going to have a hard time, I think, breaking into this business. There's a lot of competition in the credit card business. They all That's going to come out this summer, by the way. It's not out yet. <clears throat> they also announced today at the same time uh, a partnership with HBO Showtime. Uh, Apple has announced a new streaming service. Gee, do you think that there's really much competition in that area? Didn't we already kind of know that's what they were going to announce? The big question, does the world really need another streaming service? Netflix already has a wide need in this business. Hulu has an established strong position. Amazon is deep in the game as well. So Apple doesn't have enough content today. 
and they don't have the market share to break any time, but they do have 900 million Apple phone users that they're going to try to leverage with the credit card business and the streaming TV business. And they're spending billions of dollars on content. We'll see. That's what their effort is. So, I don't think, how many people out there, how many of you people want to watch a movie on your iPhone? I don't. Too small. But how about the iPad? Keep your kids entertained while you're driving cross-country or flying. Yeah, it's possible. Amazon decided not to open a New York City office headquarters. Do you know the number of people living leaving New York City? <clears throat> it has something to do with their decision. 103 people per day move out of New York City. 103 people per day. <clears throat> New Yorkers are fed up with the high cost of living, tax upon tax upon tax. They want out. And those that can afford to get out are. So the, now there's a big cat and mouse game going on with the state tax collectors trying to follow these wealthy New Yorkers around to figure make sure they're moving out and they not, you know, just saying they're moving out. <clears throat> and they're conducting, they, New York had conducted 3,000 non-residency audits, audits a year between 2009, 10, and 2017. For seven years, they had 3,000 <clears throat> audits to see if the people really moved out. And they would t- check uh, cell phone records, social media feeds, veterinary and dentist records, you know, to verify residencies. Isn't that stupid? Why aren't they working on the problem? They're not working on the problem. The problem is people are moving out. You need to work on the problem to attract people, not get them to move out. And, of course, what did they do? They blew it with Amazon not moving their headquarters there when they said they were because they were starting to have political problems with the move. So, I'm just saying, isn't that stupid? Doesn't that seem stupid or foolish? Foolish. You want people moving into your city if you're living off of tax dollars, not leaving your city, who's that going to leave after all the rich people move out? Who's left? And who's there to pay the taxes? I guess they don't understand where taxes come from. It comes from people being able to pay the taxes, not from people who can't pay the taxes. <laughs> Anyways, do you think Boeing has bottomed? Maybe. I was looking at a chart. It is possible. I, there's still, I still think we got to wait a little bit more. Remember, those planes still, you know, I don't know if we've seen all the all the bad news out yet. I think we're getting closer and closer to it, but I, I haven't jumped back in just yet. And finally, I don't think we should ignore, ignore the Mueller probe, the alleged collusion regarding President Trump uh, ended. And, you know, I don't know, millions, 25, 30 million dollars were wasted on that with nothing. No, no, uh, no anything, a pollution or anything. Just seemed like a big waste of time, money, effort. I don't know. I think, though, the market really has priced all that in. I don't think it paid much attention to it. Think about what the market did today. I mean, it came out Friday night, right? <clears throat> what did the market do today? Dow was up 15, the, the NASDAQ down 5, and the S&P down 2. It was worse than that during the day, so that's actually a recovery from the low. So that's what happened. As you can see, there's lots of stuff going on. 
And it always is. Every day, there's always something interesting going on. But why don't we talk about what's on your mind? Okay, a question from a caller, Amit, came in in San Jose. He wanted to talk about interest rates. <clears throat> oh, Amit, how you doing? Hi, Steve. Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking my call. L- love your show. Um, so you. I have a question about the interest rate and the financial sector. So interest rates are yes. going down and so are the financial stocks. Uh, is it too late to buy the negatively correlated financial stocks? Well, if if we move into recession, the answer would be no. No, but I don't know okay. if we are moving. I don't think we are moving into recession yet. Um, yeah, usually the financial sector tanks when we're moving into recession. And I think the possibility is there because the financial sector has been under a lot of pressure. Matter of fact, that was going to be one of my talking points today. It, I mean, the financial okay. loss was 5.8% last week. Okay, and it is a leading like, indicator of the overall market. So my question is, maybe it may it may be time that you, you know, as a defensive move, I mean, if you feel like to protect your rest of your portfolio, and you, mm-hmm. you might short the financials. You know, sell, okay. sell them short, you know how to do that? Yeah, by the um, negatively correlated funds, that's what I'm thinking of. That's right. That's right. And yeah. I think you can yeah. do that. I think that's a good defensive stance. It could be too late. I don't think we're going to recession, but just in case we are, that would be a good method to protect the rest of your portfolio as a hedge. Just in, But maybe it won't work. But, you know, if it does work, you're going to lose, if the market does go down, you're going to lose a lot of money in your other stuff. So this would help protect that Okay. if that happens. Good question, mate. Right. Thank you. Okay, uh, I'm Steve Peasley, and this is Invest Talk, everybody. We've had several email messages from listeners who have noted that our audio streaming is affected by intermediate breakups, and guess what? We know. We know. We've been working on it. It is so frustrated. It is. We put in a new modem today. That didn't work. We've talked to AT&T. We've talked to uh, people trying to get problems solved, and we're still working on it. We are still working on it, but... It should be, we should be able to get this done pretty quickly, hopefully. Anyway, still ask your questions, still want to talk to you, 888-99-CHART. In the words of a wildly popular 1980s song, it's just another Manic Monday. And in today's market, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Well, you've come to the right place, InvestTalk. Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278, let's talk to Gene in North Carolina. How you doing, Gene? Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was wondering, do you think that the current problems with that Boeing is experiencing will drive any additional business to their rival Airbus? Yes, I do. I, I think it will. Yeah, just but just the fear of it. Not you know, not even if the problem is solved. Even if the problem is solved, I think it's gonna 
you know, there's only two competitors, right, who make, you know, commercial airlines, and it's Airbus and, and Boeing. So I do think it will help Airbus in, in, in the, the medium term, year, two, three years. Yes. Technically speaking, what, what do you think of Airbus stock right now? Okay, let's look at the chart. E-A-D-S-Y, I think is the symbol, yeah. Well, it, it's it's now coming off its top. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I haven't looked at it in a long time. Uh, Airbus, SE, everybody, the symbols, E-A-D-S-Y, they're, they're out of, actually out of the Netherlands, based uh, maker of commercial military aircraft. The stock has done very well since the crash. Um, I won't say crash. The stock has done very well since the correction we had. Uh, it bottomed in December, and then ever since then, it broke above all its previous high for last year. Last couple of days, it you know, had a little pullback. <clears throat> but I would think long-term, it would help them. Uh, technically, it might be a little extended. It would be nice if it would pull back to like the $30 area. It's 32 But, you know, I think it's, you know. It's not cheap because the earnings are only going to be in the you know, dollar, dollar twenty area, dollar twenty into thirty-two dollar stock. So it's not cheap by any means, but I think their sales growth is going to increase. It sounds like the only way Gene, they can gain momentum is if you hear some announcements from airlines or countries <clears throat> saying that they'll be canceling orders from Boeing and taking more from Airbus yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Even if they just say they're going to cancel the orders, well, they're going to get them from something from somewhere, and it's the only other place to go is Airbus. So, just if they you get a number of cancellations, that'll be good news for Airbus. It really will. Yeah. Appreciate hey, the call, Gene. Thank you. No problem. Okay, the subject of our main talking point today is this: in an interconnected global economy, European markets are tumbling as growth fears increase. Traders are really suffering in the UK, Germany, France, Italy. And, you know, it's been pretty tough. So that's what we're going to talk about. That's our main talk about. I got three others, and we'll get to them. Financial sector, how the kids can ruin your retirement, and the stock market could rally. Those are the three other talking points. I know it's hard to believe, but we're already into the final trading week of March, and there has been plenty of market news and data to consider. So, time to give it a call. Let's talk about what that might, what we should consider. I encourage you to reach out. You can call me or Justin. Uh, you can send us an email. Any way you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. 888-99-CHART is our number. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial where they implement a very practical investing philosophy, independent thinking, shared success. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. And now Steve is here taking your calls, so step up with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, we're going to talk to Dan in San Jose, listening to us on KDOW 1220. How you doing, Dan? Uh, not too bad about yourself. I'm good. Thank you for the call. Can you hear? I had a question as far as uh, building portfolios, investment, and income portfolios. Where's the best place yes. to put the, your inverse ETF? 
Well, the best time is just before, you know, before recessions happen. The stock market will fall before recession is recognized. But that's the best time is have those uh, negative, you're talking about the, the inverse, the negative correlated indexes or ETFs. Where if they go Correct. down, if the market goes down, they go up. Um, so the best time is before recession because uh, that's when the whole market falls. Okay, um, so so you have to kind of recognize when the market is topping. And so the question in your mind should be: Is the market topping now? Getting close to what it was its high in, in what late last year? Is that is it topping? Because you're never going to guess the top or the bottom. So what you want to maybe use is if the market starts to roll over and looking at a chart, what you can do is, um, I'm pulling up a chart of uh, the S&P 500. Yeah, see right now, just today, it touched the 20-day moving average rolling over. Maybe you could use maybe the 50 or the 100 or the 200-day move average. And that's at 27.38. So that's like 60 points down. If it breaks that, okay. it probably is going to go down further. So that's when you would say, okay, I gotta, you got to wait for a signal of some kind, Dan, of the market weakening. And you got to pick that signal. And a good signal is watching a chart and have it break down through some moving averages. So you can put is on the shorts. Is there a specific portfolio I should have my inverse uh, stocks in? Uh, there, you you can using the inverse shorts. Usually, they only track the major indices. There's not too many short ETFs that track, you know, just a group of stocks. Usually, it's a whole it's index okay. of some kind. The S and P, the Nasdaq, okay. the Russell 2000, that kind of thing. Okay. Gotcha. Appreciate the call, Dan. Yeah, and thank you can be, thank you, Dan, appreciate the call. You can use those inverse guys to protect the portfolio. We, we call it hedging. So you can, you know, maybe you don't want to sell this. Let's say you had Apple for the last 20 years. And so your cost basis is really, really low. And you don't want to trigger a tax consequence. But you want to, so you don't want to sell Apple. But you feel that the market's going to go down and Apple might go down with it. So you can protect that Apple and other stocks by putting on a inverse NASDAQ Qs, which is full of, which is pretty heavily dominated by Apple. See what I'm saying? You can protect yourself um, and your portfolio. Try to hold it from falling. You can also go to cash. You know, can sell it, but maybe, what if you, who wants to pay taxes? Of course, if it's in a non-taxable type of account, IRA or one of those. Um, then there wouldn't be any capital gains tax. But maybe you just don't want to sell your winners. You don't want to sell all of your core holdings, but you want to protect your core holdings. Inverse ETS would do that. That's what we're talking about. Okay? Um, you actually can make money using inverse ETFs if you want to really take a lot of risk by, you know, going 100% short. That's very risky. And the reason why it's very risky is the market has a bias to the upside. Who's to say? Who's to say when it's going to have a big correction like it did in 2008? Who's to say? I don't know. I mean, I think we're closer to it than further away, but I still can't tell you the time. No one can. There might be people pretending they can, but they can't. And so, as part of my talking about, don't overreach or pull on a pullback, you know, even in an extended market. Don't, don't try to guess. That's very difficult. Um, 
you remember we have problems we have problems but the we our problems are minuscule compared to Europe and Asia our problems here in the United States our problems are more you know very specific you know to a certain sector or something theirs is <coughs> excuse me countrywide so um we we yes, our economy is slowed for this first quarter. We're only going to get about one and a half percent GDP growth, but then we're going to recover in the second quarter most likely. And jobs are very strong. We're consumer driven. We're not we're not tied to uh, international trade to such a degree that affects our economy. Uh, we have I mean, there's all kinds of things that you know will be supportive of our market. So when you're looking at well, mark, uh, our market's starting to weaken. Don't panic. Don't think it's just going to, you know, collapse. Chances are good it won't. Now, no one knows when the next recession is going to happen. But even if we, let's say we're going to go into recession. Let's say that. How bad is it going to be? And when is it going to start? No one knows that. So don't try to guess at it. I don't know it. I think we're getting close to recession. I mean, we had... There's certain signals out there that are waving that a recession is not that far away, but things can happen to prevent it too. Now I'm going to talk about those. Bob from San Francisco's on hold, and we'll be he'll be next. Bob, if you hold on, um, on for now for tomorrow's invest talk. Despite high yield inversion, or one expert says the Fed won't be able to resist the urge to raise rates in 2019. And he expects the stock market to gain another 10% this year. Hmm, is he right? That always for tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And this philosophy is why KPP Financial can be of great value to investors. KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are committed to unbiased guidance. They don't upsell clients into expensive and questionable investments. Instead, Steve and Justin provide honest opinions and proven strategies based on the individual's current portfolio and risk tolerance. Working with KPP Financial you can be assured of consistent dedication toward the goal of helping you achieve financial freedom. You can get things started with a phone call or a simple message through investtalk.com. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Contact KPP Financial. Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make InvestTalk a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Bob in San Francisco. How you doing, Bob? Want to talk about Senior Housing Properties Trust. Not too bad. I've got this SNH. Uh, I talked to you a couple of years about it, uh, uh, about it, and uh, I still am with it, and I'm holding on. But I was wondering, it's down a little bit, 
But uh, senior housing, you know, with the baby boomers and all, looks pretty good, but it's not performing as I had hoped. What's going on with them anyway? Well, yeah, you only buy them or own them because of the dividends, and you, they've hopefully they've paid you a pretty nice dividend all along. Is that not so, Bob? Well, it's around eleven, around eleven percent now. The last statement I got. Yeah, so if you hold that thing, what seven? Yeah, you hold that thing seven or eight years, and you doubled your money, right? Uh, <laughs> so that's what I was hoping, that but because uh, I'm long term, yeah. I I buy stuff and I I hold it quite a while. Right, I have right. two. I have I think HCP. You keep that seems to be doing okay. But SNH, uh, uh-huh. once in a while, it goes up with HCP, and uh, it's, because of their uh, be a, a REIT, you know, I thought maybe interest rates went up. And I'd have a problem, but uh, they look really good for the year. So I'm just wondering what's going on with them. It might be senior housing has more debt. They have quite a bit of debt, SNH. And that might be what's holding it back because they know they have to refinance it or they may have to refinance. I don't know. the the I, All I know is that they have a lot of debt. I, I can't tell when is it going to come due and at what rates or anything like that. But SNH, Senior Housing Property, everybody is a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that owns and, and acquires and leases senior housing properties in 42 states, paying about a 12% yield. The earnings, you know, are doing well. I mean, it's, it's about a dollar fifty-five, dollar sixteen has been for quite some time. Actually, it was a little higher than that in 2012 and 13, 14. It was dollar seventy to dollar eighty. So, the actually the yield has gone down a little bit. Remember, as a REIT, they got to pay ninety percent of their earnings in the form of a dividend. So, and it's eleven dollars seventy-six cents, and that's the low end. So you don't want to sell it here, I would think, Bob, that's for sure. I think it, it, the dividend is pretty secure. I think you buy it and hold it for the dividend. If you, you know, Don't expect much capital appreciation. They have too much debt. They just won't. Okay. But okay. You know, it'll, flux, uh, it'll fluctuate <laughs> between 11 and $18 a share. It'll fluctuate. You know, So if it ever gets back up to $17 or so and you get tired of that, just sell it there. Don't sell it here at 11 Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the good advice. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate the call too. We're going to go to Fernando in the Bay Area, and he wants to talk about MLPs, Master Limited Partnerships. How you doing, Bob? Fernando. How you doing, Bob? Fernando. Hi. Uh, hi, Steve. Uh, I uh, remember previously you talked about uh, the risk uh, with Master Limited uh, Partnerships. And mm-hmm. I will, my question is just in regards to um, to the uh, personal risk. Uh, is is it um, also the same when you got when you buy a limited partnership, or that only applies to master limited partnership? Okay, um, a, lim- a limited partnership, a master limited partnership versus limited partnership, just names. The difference is what there's not much difference in in either of those the way you differentiate partnerships is is it publicly traded on the exchange as a master limited partnership or is it a private partnership and it's not it's not public it's not on you can't buy shares of it uh you can but you have to buy it from a uh, as a private deal not a public deal and why is there what's the major difference there is there's a lot more disclosures and a lot more honesty that you 
you can see transparency, I should say, maybe not honesty, honesty could be the same, but a lot more transparency in publicly traded master limited partnerships versus private limited partnerships where there, there's not that much transparency. It doesn't have to be. And therefore, they're more risky. You know, so I would not mess around with private limited partnerships because you're you're you are subject to whoever the general partner to whatever the general partner does. He can do whatever he wants to do, and you won't know it till after the fact. Whereas a publicly traded master limited partnership, they have to do they have to perform what they say they're going to do, you know, and it's it's totally transparent what they're doing. So that's the difference between those two. Stay, if you're going to do a master limited partner, stay with the public one, in my opinion. And of course, I will warn you that I am biased because many years ago, many decades ago, I was involved in a private limited partnership and got all my money stolen that I put into it by the general partner. I learned my lesson painfully. Noel and Napa, how you doing, Noel? Very good, Steve. Good to hear you on the program. Um, uh, just an aside, I'm going to, uh, in the uh, second week of April, I'll be down in Irvine and Tustin for a week. Uh, so I think I'm going to sleuth around and find out where your office is there in Irvine. Well, yeah, why don't you uh, come visit? Just yeah, set it up yeah, and I, come I think talk. I will. I'm, I'll go on the Internet and find out uh, where your yeah, address sure. is on the brand. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to take a lot of time on that. Uh, last week you mentioned uh, Gold Miners Index. I was wondering... Uh, what that yep. is, I guess it's an index of gold mines, probably, and, and how can I use it? Yeah, the, G, uh, the most common is GDX, which we own in one of our managed accounts. And GDX is the ETF for gold miners, okay, uh, that actually tracks the index for the miners. Exchange-traded fund uh, uh, seeking performance corresponding to the New York Stock Exchange Gold Miners Index. So GDX is a symbol. Had a very nice day today. Um, yeah, and it's been an uptrend ever since September. September at so bottom it's a, it's has a, been an uptrend. It's a, a three-letter uh, uh, symbol. Symbol. So that means it trades on the New York. Uh, New York Stock Exchange. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, so, I'll look it up then. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you think a recession is coming, that's one good place to uh, be, isn't it? That's right. Good place to hide if a recession. Yep. Good place to hide. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Maybe. and so what it does is follows uh, uh, a lot of the big uh, gold mining companies, I suspect. Correct. And, and there's another yeah, there's okay. another ETF that follows just the gold itself, the gold price. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's GLD. We do not own that one. And the reason why I like the miners yeah. better is because they're usually uh, they usually move faster up and down, and and I want to take advantage of that on the upside if I think it's going to go up. So that's why I use the miners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've I've owned no, GLD love to see before, it. and it worked real well. But I want to check into this uh, GLX or GDX. That sounds like a winner. And I also was thinking well, yep. maybe better than GLD would be uh, SLV, the silver play, as opposed to gold. That that yeah that that that's that will do also. SLV isn't it? SLV is in Victor. Um, yeah, yeah I, right. I, that would do it too. Precious metals, yeah, that would do it. Appreciate the call, okay, Nolan. Look forward I'll to seeing you. Out. 
Yeah, thank you. I look forward to seeing you. I'm Steve Peasley, and this is Invest Talk, everybody. News listeners may not realize it that we have been producing this program five days a week for 20 years, Monday through Friday, 20 years. And through all that time, we have made sure to offer timely financial investing news with unbiased investing advices and advice and answering questions, your questions. So we still will do that. We plan on continuing to do that. So please keep those questions coming. And be sure to tell your friends and family members to ask questions if they have them. We we broadcast live in the Bay Area, Monday through Friday, stream live through investtalk.com. And, of course, you can, you know, the hour is 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And, of course, you can podcast it, you know, through Spotify, Google, you know, Google Play and Apple, you know. We'd love to have you do that. Our number is 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. If, to any degree, you are unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio, now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for individualized guidance. You can start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. And be sure to save the date. On Wednesday, May 1st, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose, California to sit down with listeners who understand the value of a no-cost portfolio review. So tell your friends and register to meet with Steve on May 1st. The Invest Talk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, the subject for the main talking point, we're finally getting around to it, is an interconnected global European economy. Markets are tumbling as growth fears increase. You know, the fear is that not here in the United States necessarily, but across the globe where the, you know, Europe and Asia, you know, China, their economies are slowing and have been for some time now, months and months and months, where ours really isn't. Yes, it had a slow first, uh, uh, slow first quarter here, okay, um, but it's probably going to rebound. So that's our main talking point. But, you know, I don't know if our market, our market could do very well. Could. How could it? Well, there's four basic things could happen that will maybe be supportive of market going higher. One being the Mueller probe is now behind him. He's found, Trump has been found not in collusion, okay? Whether you believe it or not believe it, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't believe it. I mean, I mean, what president would actually be working for Russia? Come on. Uh, but that's behind them now. Then you got a possibility of infrastructure spending. If that happens, that would be very bullish for the market. Now, the political reality may, may mean that it won't happen, but both parties want it to happen. So, you know, that's a possibility. Then you have um, the Federal Reserve standing aside, basically, not doing anything. They're not going to raise rates, probably. You know, as unless the economies of the world start turning around, and finally, what if what if we get a Chinese trade deal in place? Those are four basic things, three left, that could be very bullish for the market. 
right? Going forward. So I don't want to be doom and gloom. I don't want, even though there's, there's, there's doom and gloom indicators out there, trust me. But that's not all doom and gloom. I don't like to go too far to the one way or the other because the market has a way of fooling the most people the most of the time. So I do not want you to get all negative on me. Just don't because, you know, things can happen and change, turn things around. They very well could. Okay. 888-99-CHARTERS is our number. 888-992-4278 has been a very busy Monday with live callers today, and I appreciate that. Great. And we have a chance now to fit in a recorded question. This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is Carlos from Los Angeles, California. I have a quick question about Roku, R-O-K-U. Uh, it has ran up about 132% January, and I was looking into buying put options for about three months from now. Uh, what do you guys think? Thank you. That's Roku R-O-K-U. So he's thinking about... Since, since this thing has run up to a pretty high price in the last three months, he's thinking about putting the stock to somebody else, using the option to put the stock to somebody else. If it starts to roll over and go down, he buys the option today, let's say at the stock is selling at 66.90, and let's say it goes down to 60 bucks, he buys an option at, at $60 to put it to somebody at that $60 price. Therefore, he would not lose more than 10% from this point on. If the stock, if the, if the stock went to $50 within his, before his option expired, he could put it to them for $60. You see that how that would work, a put option? And so he's feeling that Roku would develop streaming entertainment devices for delivery entertainment to the television. It uh, feels that... Maybe it's too pricey at $66.90. And I would agree that it is because it makes no money. Therefore, yeah, how can you evaluate it? It doesn't make any money. It went public in 2017. Sales growth is what people are buying this. The sales growth is very strong, 30 40 50% per quarter. So that's still very strong. But, of course, there's a lot of competition, and Apple mentioned some competition today. Did they not? Apple's going to do live streaming. That's that's going to be in direct competition with Roku, I think, and Netflix. Whether they're successful or not, that's a whole other question. But yeah, uh, this is probably a decent price to put it because it's a double top on a chart at about $72.73. Fell, then come back a little bit, and it was up, but it is kind of pricey. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, the financial service sector is kind of falling. Fell 5.8% last week, 5.8% in one week. That's kind of a topping action, and is it is it telling us anything? Um, it's been lower highs for almost two years, not getting up there. So that, that might be telling us something. So I want you to be very aware of that okay i'm steve peasley and this is invest talk we're quickly heading into the finest final final 15 minutes or so 10 15 minutes of the show so if you want to get your call in now's the time to do it you know remember you can listen to the show and podcasts programs anytime on investtalk.com anytime and our unbiased guidance will continue after the break get your questions in now 8899 chart 
On the next Invest Talk, despite yield curve inversion, one expert says the Fed won't be able to resist the urge to raise rates in 2019. That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers. He's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin, Chris from Mobile. Got a question about Allergan. I do not have a position yet, but I'm looking at technicals, fundamentals. It uh, looks like a pretty a cheap valuation on a number of different metrics. Also, it's bouncing, uh, getting close to its 10 and 20 SMA on the daily charts. Uh, so I want to see what y'all thought about long-term investment in AGN. Okay, AGN is an island-based developer of branded drugs for multiple categories, um, you know, the central nervous system and eye care. Allegan, AGN. <clears throat> it's actually a very sound company. It is a $50 billion company. Uh, it's going to make $17.48 a share next year. It's $146 stock. So that tells you the PE is 8 based on next year's earnings. Return, uh, uh, return equity is only 8%, which is kind of low. Uh, doesn't have much debt, <clears throat> but it is a cheap stock. I mean, it's at the low end, end of its range. Its range is 8 to 38, the PE range the last five years. And it's selling at 8. So it's right at that low. 2% dividends, not a lot. The problem you have is that sales shrank the last two quarters, 3% and the most recent quarter, 6%. So I don't know what it's going to do this quarter, but that shrinking of sales, no one likes. No investors like it or anything else. The stock in the middle of last year was $190 and it's $146. I think it's at a pretty good price. Um, last two day, two three days, it's fallen kind of hard a little bit, down two percent today, two three percent today on Friday, so down by five. If it gets down to the one thirty five, that looks like pretty strong support. When you know one thirty is also one really strong support, so I think those are your bottoms, one thirty to one thirty five, <clears throat> and it's holding up right above the twenty and fifty day moving average right now. So I do think it's a good value. Uh, that is not the issue. The issue, and it, and it, the issue is its sales. I want to know what they're going to do to turn around the sales. Of course, by the time we all know that for a fact that it did turn around sales, the stock will already be up. So, if you want to buy a good value, this is a, probably a good value. Doesn't pay a big dividend though. It's only two percent. Wish it would pay more dividend. I'd feel better about buying it. 888-99 chart. 888-992-4278. Okay, how your kids can ruin your retirement. I'm talking about adult kids. I'm not talking about little kids. Adult kids. It is amazing. 70% of, uh, of retirees are, are elderly people getting close to retirement between ages 65 and 74 have debt. 70% have some kind of debt. A large percentage of the millennials, 25 to 35, are moving back home, 25 to 35 years old. These older people are taking a large portion of college debt on their own shoulders instead of letting it stay on the kids' shoulders. Uh These elderly people are buying kids' homes, providing the down payment for the children. And they're paying for small items like cell phones because they pay for them when they were younger. They just continue to pay for it. Food, rent, they do all kinds of things. And they're not being careful enough about their own retirement. I have friends who do this. 
who do this, do this exact thing. Their kids are adult. Some are married, and they're still paying for, like, for their cell phone service. Some of them paying for giving them huge chunks of money because they have it, and they figure that they'll pass it on to the next generation. But I, many of them don't have that much money to give away. And who knows how long they're going to live? Why don't they wait till they pass away and then give it to them in re- after they're passing away? I mean, there is an argument to transfer wealth if you have a lot of extra wealth before you pass away. I understand that, but I'm not talking about those kind of people. This is very common, <clears throat> very common. And it's something that you just need to be aware of you're doing. You're ruining your own retirement plans. Okay, I say it like this. If you don't have enough money set aside for your retirement and you're, you're approaching 90 years old, like my father-in-law is 92 and we had to pay for him, Aren't you telling your kids you're gonna they're gonna have to support they're gonna have to support you and you may be moving in with them when you're at a certain age. You're gonna be you're gonna wanna move in with them? Hmm. Are they gonna want you to move in with them? So just be aware. I'm Steve Peasley and this completes another Invest Talk program. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. I'm going to be taking a few days off. I'm going to Texas. Going to Texas seasonal relatives. Justin will be here tomorrow. Have a nice evening, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.